True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. The use of characters, words, and language is the means in which we share ideas and information to connect. But what if language, the words that you and I use, is the means in which you and I actually create? What if language was the means in which you form reality? It's not so strange, really. In the same way that I use these spoken words to convey my thoughts, I'm also creating a reality. In fact, I'm creating a shared reality with you because you're listening to my words, and therefore, we're creating together. We think of it as a means to communicate, and this isn't wrong. But what if there was an energy that was even greater than our words? What if in sharing an idea we are actually creating? The problem is that we use words, and words are also projected at us, so haphazardly that we take them for granted. To put this concept into perspective, I want you to think of mankind's first discovery of fire. Visualize a lightning bolt striking a tree. It had to be terrifying to see the light come down from the sky and hit the earth. Every animal jumps in fright. Suddenly the whole forest instinctively moves in unison, running, flying, and racing away from the sudden danger. Uncontrolled fires are tremendously destructive, and fire moves quick. Then somehow, one of our earliest ancestors found that they could use fire. In essence, fire could be contained to heat, cook, and even keep the wild animals away. Millions of years later, we don't think of fire as such an extraordinary discovery. We use fire, or its many electronic derivatives, to heat and cook too, but also in so many other ways. A few quick examples would include manufacturing, light, and electricity. I don't believe anybody today gives a thought about our ability to strike a match or a lighter. Today, fire is so controlled that we don't think about it, unless it rages in a wild state. Every car you and I drive, we control fire to create the movement. This includes every time we fly in a plane, or a rocket too. It's really amazing that we've come this far in harnessing the basic element of fire. In time, we've grown so accustomed to directing how we use fire, we take it for granted. The same is true with your words. And your words are much more powerful than fire. What if I told you words can make magic? What if the very words that you use could create things? And I mean words can create things. I mean anything. Are you interested now? This subject is so large that I've decided to narrow it down to convey the simplicity and strength of just three magical words. Don't be fooled that because these three words are easy to pronounce and easy to understand that they aren't immensely powerful. I've chosen these three wonderful words very purposefully. Let me introduce one other thing before we begin with our three words. Almost Every one of you has heard of the concept of free will choice. Free will choice means that you have the power. 
You can choose anything that you want. This is important. For example, you can stand on the top of a handrail on the Rio Grande Bridge in Taos, New Mexico and jump, falling 206 meters before your bungee cord pulls you back up from your jump. Like I said, free will choice. Free will choice is made on all kinds of levels. You can choose consciously or subconsciously. Free will choice is not limited to Earth. When you're no longer in your body, you can still maintain this attribute. It's pretty cool if you think about it. What else do you get to take with you after death? Free will choice is very important to fully comprehend before coming forward in our subject of using words to create. So just remember, you have the power, consciously, unconsciously, and even after death, you have free will choice. Okay, let's get into our first magical word. The word is yes. If you want, think of a marriage proposal. Someone asks you, and you say yes. It's not any more complicated than that. The agreement may have a lifetime of consequences, but there's magic in the word yes. Let's dig a little deeper into the power of yes. Whenever you offer your consent, it's a compelling thing. To be clear, you don't need to be asked to say yes. When you say yes, you confirm your desire. For example, if I owned a stock, who wouldn't say yes to its increasing in value? This is the whole point of owning a stock, isn't it? What other things are you automatically saying yes to? I can say yes to good health until my last breath. This may sound excessively optimistic, but words are exceedingly powerful in their ability to create. If I say yes, the universe aligns with this vibration to create it. Yes oftentimes is shared quickly, and it is followed with an emotion of excitement. In essence, yes is generally considered to be a positive response, not just because of the word, but measured based upon how you feel when you use it. It's thrilling to say yes. And saying yes is very personal. And when you do offer your consent, you want to be especially mindful that you're aligned with your yes. Sometimes, We say yes because we are conditioned to do so. This isn't desired, but it can happen. For example, as a teenager, I needed to siphon some gas from a car to a gas can to mow the lawn, and I was trying to figure out how to do it. I asked my dad, and he said that I had to stick a tube down into the car's gas tank and then get as low as I could to the ground and suck on the tube to create a vacuum to start the flow of the gasoline. I didn't like the idea. I asked appropriately if there was any other way. My dad looked at me encouragingly that this would be the fastest method. I asked, would there be any harm if I got gasoline in my mouth? And my father responded, no, but if you do, just spit it out. I still questioned my father about the safety of this method, and he cited a friend who was a professional mechanic whom did it all the time. I trusted my father, and I did as he encouraged The liquid flow started, and I got some gasoline in my mouth. I spitted heartily while Dad watched me, laughing at my reaction. I didn't think it was funny at all. In summary, I said yes to something that I intrinsically felt was wrong. Years later, gas stations started putting warning labels on the pumps that gas vapors, by itself, could cause cancer. I had said yes to something that I felt I shouldn't. My initial intuition was right. Yes is a tremendously commanding word in your arsenal. 
In every word you use to create, you want to be at one with the vibration of the energy and the intent. When you say yes to something or anything, let it resonate in truth that this is your real desire. There's nothing more powerful than a real yes. Our second word is tremendously powerful, but in a completely different way. The word is no. No as a word is energetically dissimilar than yes. A lot of the time, our no's come from a place of not feeling safe or secure. Therefore, when we use the word no, it is used as an energy of protection. And the emotions that surround our no can sound a lot like the barking of a junkyard dog. When we say no in this kind of energy, it also communicates that we feel insecure. We can be projecting insecurity with our no when we really are intending to be sincere and straightforward. Unfortunately, this can create a mixed message. And this can be a big problem. If I'm saying no, and someone interprets my no with a degree of uncertainty in the way that I've communicated it, they may think that I'm offering some coded message that it's okay. The power of the word no is exceedingly strong, but it does lose its strength if you're carrying a mixed message of uncertainty. This shouldn't be interpreted that you have to be perfectly balanced when using your words to create, but when you do, they offer the universe and everyone around you a solid clarity that is desired. When you say no, you want to feel wonderfully comfortable in using it. It's not hard to say no when you're connected to it. This will be true unless you've been conditioned otherwise. As I shared in the example of my father and I, conditioning comes first from our parents or others in authority. You will want to be very mindful of such conditioning because most of the time it's subconscious. This can create a problem if I'm saying no only because I'm conditioned to do so. No, as a word of creation, is a force of influence. For example, there are plenty of times I've said no in my desire to say yes. Maybe this sounds confusing. Let me make it simple. If I'm selling a car for $10,000, it makes sense for me to say no to offers that are less than what I want. Principally, I'm saying no until someone offers me my price, and then I say yes. There was a popular slogan in the 80s entitled, Just Say No. While it was put forth as a political slogan to denounce underage use of alcohol and drugs, there's a beauty in the simplicity of the slogan. Just saying no doesn't have to be used in protection of what you don't want. Saying no can be used positively to create what you do want. Another example of using no to create positively is telling somebody that you won't take no for an answer. <laughs> you could think of this as an ultimatum, or maybe you could think of it as manipulation. But maybe there's another viewpoint. If a child of mine was dramatically hurt in an accident, and the local hospital, for whatever reason, refused treatment, I'm not going to accept no as the answer. I'm not saying I'm going to force the hospital to treat my child. In this example, I'm not going to take no as the answer. I will find someone to help. Before continuing to our third magical word, let me present you with a question. Is it easier for you to use the word yes versus no? Go slow in forming an answer within yourself. You may find that you have a lot more energy in saying no than saying yes. Or maybe it's exactly the opposite. You find that saying yes is filled with energy and you're pretty weak with your no's. 
while these two words don't have to have the same energy, let your yes and your no be true. What I mean is, be clear. Clarity with your energy and your words is everything. This too is why certain words, which offer even more clarity, are more energetically supporting of what you want to create. Our third word is a wild departure from our first two. Since you've likely already heard my True Connections podcast on the magic of intuition, why don't you stop and intuit what the third word is? Don't guess. Feel it. Take a breath. And see if you can't conceive this word. Do you have it in your mind? Are you committed with the word? Okay. The third word is imagine. This word is limitless. This word and its ability to create offers an entirely new landscape. While words such as yes and no offers a simplicity in our creating, the word imagine opens the door to other universes. Imagine looking up and not seeing the sky. Imagine looking in a mirror and not seeing a body. There is much to discuss with the word imagine. Imagination is rocket fuel for anyone who wants to use it. The word is synonymous with creation. The word is also a portal to other words, energies, and worlds. I will warn you that there's been a lot of emphasis in your schooling and perhaps even today in your life not to imagine. It seems this word and its energy is harder to measure than yeses and nos because in this aspect of creation there tends to be an absolute. Unmistakably, there can be a polar difference in using yes versus no. But as we discussed, these words can work in conjunction. The same is true in accepting the word imagine. Imagine yourself an exceptional being, much bigger than you currently realize or acknowledge. Imagine being of such power to create and manifest anything just through the use of your free will choice of wanting, desiring, or imagining. Imagine if you couldn't imagine. Sometimes doing the opposite can really help in observing the power in the fire. If you couldn't imagine, then everything would come to a halt in terms of progress, growth, and development. If I was the first human being to pick up a stick with fire on it as a result of the lightning, and I didn't have an imagination, there wouldn't be any use for it. I probably wouldn't even consider picking up the stick. We are the only animal that utilizes fire in the way that we do, and it's because of imagination. Without the word imagine, we'd simply run like all the other wildlife. Let me invite you to use your imagination. In what ways, beyond what I've already mentioned in this podcast, can you use fire? Have you considered that we use fire and its derivatives to clean, pasteurize, farm, vaporize water, and so much more? We use fire to weld, solder, make metal alloys, create synthetic diamonds, and even to study biology and chemistry. Without fire, there would be no satellites, no GPS, no cell phones, no cars, and very little electricity. I've already mentioned it before, but there would be some light because electricity can be made from water generations. Moonlight for sure, but not much else. 
I can't imagine, I hope you heard my use of the word, how we could manufacture or produce anything without fire. Okay, let's bring back the use of the word imagine. What can you imagine? Every time I speak, just one word, you're using your imagination. You've gotten so used to it that you don't even think about it. Fair enough. But I wanted to share with you how powerful this last word really is. Anyone can use their imagination. It's exponentially strong, and yet it isn't used nearly enough. We don't use our imagination to any great degree. Not really. For example, when was the last time that you were encouraged to use your imagination? There are classes that encourage you to imagine, but the word as a form of creation isn't used even close to its true potential. In the same ways that you've perhaps been conditioned with the other words yes and no, the same is true with the word imagine. The importance of these words is truly magical. Let me really stretch your imagination before I start summarizing what we've been discussing. What if your words were the source code for building programs that enabled you to build anything? I'm not talking about computer programs, but you could build these too. What if your words really did shape your reality? Can you imagine that? What if your words were used to share your ideas and thoughts of your imagination? What if this was the true reason for you using words beyond communication? In summary, anyone can use words. Today, I've shared with you only three. Yes, no, and imagine. Each word is powerful within itself. And even in the simple review of the magic of these three words, you can see how these three words can work together. What words do you want to use to create your reality? Think about it. Meditate on it. Journal about it. Again, what magical words do you want to use to create your reality? For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.